Hey, Maddox, what's up? How are you? Hello. Hello. I'm doing great, actually. Um, how are you? Yeah, we're, we're, we're great. Thank you yeah. very much for, uh, for joining us on episode number two of Soundcheck. Yeah, awesome to be here. Yes, it's great, it's great to have you. How, um, how have you been? You've, you've been to the barber. How was, how was going to the barber after, I think, uh, four months for you? <laughs> Almost four months. I was wearing caps only the last day. So, uh, man, it's been great. It's freshly cut, so finally we can record this. Uh, yeah, yeah, you look good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but the whole situation here is uh, a bit weird now. Yeah, I get uh, home a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. How, how is it affecting you and your daily life? Actually, a lot because usually I'm on tour uh, often. So let's see. I do a lot of shows each year, especially during summer. Every weekend is fully booked and you're just away from home. And now the last time I've been in an airplane is more than a year ago. Yeah, I can imagine. The show has been in the December 2019 because after that I had January free, like off. And then in February I had some China shows that got cancelled because of COVID already. And that continued, continued, continued. So yeah. Yeah, but great. it's cool as well. Uh, lots of studio time. Um, yeah, and doing different things in life. <laughs> I know. I can imagine. Is there something, something you, um, you, something new you found to do in these, yeah. in these times? Like a new hobby you picked up? Yes, for sure. Um, few things actually, but one thing, for example, because we have a, a lockdown, we are not allowed. We have a curfew now. Here in Holland, yeah, you guys know as well. Uh, I actually found out about like board games. About board games? I invite some friends and we go a uh, place for these uh, nerdy board games. But uh, it's actually quite fun. Because all the bars are closed, you cannot do a single thing. So we decided to, to try this. And uh, yeah, I think I'll keep doing it after uh, everything opens up. So what's, what's the favorite board game? Um, right now? It's a game called Aeon's End, I think. Aeon's and what? Aeon's End. Aeon's End. Okay, that sounds sounds like a, a Dungeons and Dragons kind of thing. It's it, it, yeah, I, I guess it's something like that. I haven't played Dungeons and Dragons, but yeah. <laughs> but so you invite all your friends over. You, everybody comes dressed as like a magician or a dragon and that kind of stuff. And then no, no, not like that. No, no, <laughs> not that far. Not that far. But um, just a fun yeah, one. Yeah, just a fun part. But we, we do, uh, we do, uh, yeah, play uh, almost every week, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's fun. And uh, I do some gaming as well, uh, playing oh. Call of Duty kind of stuff. Yeah. Which platform? Which, uh, which console? PC. PC? Oh, wow. Yeah. So wh- where can people find you? How can people play with you? Gamertag, 3 to 1? <laughs> Uh, I don't know because it's a battle that I need to check it up. You cannot add me just okay. like that. Yeah, but let's let let me let me uh, look it up, and when we release this video, I will. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll put it in the description somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I want to play some gunfight against people two v two. Oh, gunfight! That's my favorite. I love my favorite as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. We should, we should like do it, do a, a thing together. I think we yeah. can do crossplay. I'm on Xbox. Like, no yeah, yeah, we can do crossplay. Yeah, we can do crossplay. Awesome. Okay. 
Okay, well, that's cool. So, so kind of looping back on the whole lockdown and, and the past year, actually, like how has that like um, affected you when it comes to, um, you know, I don't want to say mentally, but it all obviously brought some challenges along with it. And, and yeah. what's, what's the biggest challenge for you uh, in, in the, the past year? Um, well, uh, I think the biggest like downside of this all is that we were planning to release the, the whole new Maddox Tribe stuff, uh, the, Maddox, the new Maddox sound during Ultra Miami, uh, which got canceled. And up until today, I have never really played a full new Maddox set. All the songs I've been releasing, I don't know how, if they work live, like how people will react to it. Yeah. So uh, music wise, that has been uh, yeah quite difficult because you're in the studio always, but inspiration can be difficult to find without any experience how the tracks will, will do. Um, and obviously without any shows is also a lot less money. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, you get paid by streaming stuff, etc. But uh, main income source is gone, so it's a, it's a bit more stressful. Mm, also, yeah. still don't know when the when it will open up fully. Um, I don't know how my new sound is working, so like, yeah, sometimes you feel a, a bit more stressed. Yeah, no, I can imagine. Yeah. And how do you motivate yourself once you feel down? Um, well, I try to go. Uh, to the gym usually because that really hypes me up but now the gyms are closed as well so I try to go outside actually right uh, outside of my house there's some pull-up bars um, I just go out do some running and sports and that really helps mm -hmm. and um, otherwise yeah I don't know I just start doing different stuff maybe like not yeah. produce music but go and chill with friends Mm. some games uh i bought some or i received for my birth birthday i got some gifts some new hardware since for example so i just start playing with those kind of stuff to get new inspiration instead of like really focus on finishing a track mm. yeah okay and i'm really curious so let's uh, go back to the beginning um yeah. how did you start your career how did it all start um so uh, maybe some people know this already, but my mom, she has a music school, a percussion school. So even as a baby, I grew up with uh, the djembe, the African drum and all percussion music around me. So if I couldn't sleep, um, she would start playing djembe next to me as a little baby and I stopped crying and fell asleep. So that's where it all yeah. started. Um, I think I got interested in dance music when I was like 14, 15. Oh, I remember uh, listening the first real dance music tracks by Paquito, Living on Video, that kind of stuff. Um, there was also this Sneakers. Um, the, the Party? The Party, but also the CDs. Yeah. Oh. Sneakers, CDs, with even Hardwell was on there. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, it was all the Dutch house music with Chucky, yeah. I guess, Hardwell, Greg of Salto. Um, so that's where, yeah, 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 that's where it started for me. So um, I think when I was 16, I uh, got hooked on FL Studio, Fruity Loops. And that's where it started uh, making music uh, for myself. And I think uh, my 
dad is a bit of he's a teacher at the University of Technology. Uh, how to say it? University of Technology. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the combination of me being a, like a nerd and computer nerd together with the musical influences, like the perfect match is being a producer because you have both sides. Mm-hmm. That's what got me hooked uh, ever since. I never quit and just started making music every single day. Can you still remember? first show the first party you uh, you played at as a dj yes but the first first was a bit weird it was in eindhoven my hometown where i grew up and uh it's not like i was nervous but it was not really the best show but i remember the first real show as medics outside of the netherlands jeez i was so nervous where was it <laughs> in in poland oh nice uh, I had a friend that I knew and he organized shows. I still have a video of it somewhere and it all went great. So it was perfect. Send, send, huh? that, send that video over. We should use it. Sure, I will send it. I'll send it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I think about five and a half years ago, I got my first release on Revealed Recordings. Something like that. So that's when it all got a bit more serious. Um, yeah. And, and I, before you you were medics. Um, yeah. You have other DJ names like your first ever DJ name was that something else? Yes, but it was just my real name, Pablo Rint. DJ Pablo. Yeah. Nice. And where did and where did medics come from? How did you you were like at one one moment you were like ah oh, medics sounds cool or how did that come to development? I was re- releasing music on Pablo Rint, just my real name, and I decided like, nah, doesn't sound that catchy or cool. Um, so I started looking for different names and everyone told me like, you should use Pablo, but put something behind it. Uh, but that sounds like some Latin DJ and not fit in <laughs> my view. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I decided to come up with a big list of names, just random. And one of those was Maddox with an O, but it was already in use by some guy on Beatport. So I checked, okay, what if we change the O to an I and that's it. Wow. That's the crazy story behind the name Maddox. <laughs> yeah. Legend. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, you know, it, cool <laughs> you have a lot of people who have like first have their, their weird dj names and then they finally you know come to one name which which ends up being their own but medics i think you know it, it really encompasses what you are uh, and if you look at like um five five and a half years ago when you started until now yeah. obviously the sound has changed has changed a lot and yeah you're working on a new one and I actually didn't know you didn't play uh, the new sound live ever, so that's a new one for me as well. Yeah, wow. I played I played two tracks maybe. That's ah, it. okay, but the majority and, and the no. test new brand. So so that's it's really for me. It's incredible that you're able to create the sound without having you know very good feedback from the live end. Yeah, yeah, very important. So how has in your opinion how has uh, the sound of medics changed over the five five and a half years? Um, so obviously I think people know me for my big room sound. Um, and one of the main goals for me always was to, um, try and make something unique. 
so even in my big room sound, I wanted to put something unique. Um, but that got harder and harder. And since there's so many people doing those kind of sounds, I think that at one point I, I realized like, okay, why would a festival book me instead of any one of the other uh, big names, you know? Uh, because like music wise, they can give the same experience. So I decided to do a step back and um, also go back to myself. Like I've been going to so many different festivals, also techno festivals, trans festivals, you know? So I'm not only listening to the big room stuff I made. So I did a step back and realized, okay, what if I go into the studio, make music without any expectations? Not from me, not from Revealed, not from my management, not from the fans, like no expectations, just create what I feel is cool. And that's how I made uh, Ecstasy. That's actually the first release mm -hmm. of, the, of the new sound. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we're still like uh, moving on from that sound. I'm still experimenting more and more. Mm -hmm. And the freedom to do it is, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I can imagine. It, it gives me much more inspiration in the studio because I don't have to focus on any uh, genre-specific things. Mm. Um, for me, I think the cool thing now is that I don't want medics to be one genre or anything like that. I want a medic show to be a full experience that gives a vibe, and that's not really done by other DJs. Mm. And and how do you like it? this experience can you give us a little tease what 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 do we expect sorry what did you say can you how do you like to create the the whole medics experience uh, well obviously i've been releasing so much new music but i think the music i'm making now is not really um by standards uh, categorizable in in any genre because a lot of people I see have revealed fans, they say it's techno, but if you listen, if you ask a real techno fan, they will say, no way, this is no techno. Um, and all these different genres, I want to put it together. And ultimately, I think I want to do a show with only, only my own music. Only my own music, only my own visuals and create a whole Maddox experience. And maybe even start, if it's possible, like start doing... Um, more live shows, like creating uh, the tracks uh, a bit more live with some synths, etc. Yeah. And if you would, add, sure, that, that, that's a future plan. But uh, <laughs> yeah, whenever whenever the live shows can come back uh, for sure. And yeah, if you we'll any, any artist at the moment who are you know um, doing something similar to, to what you're doing in the sense that they have shows where they play their own music and have the entire experience. I can I immediately think of Eric Pritz. Uh, yes. yeah. great example of it. Is that also someone you look up to or, or how has the idea of what you just explained, the whole Maddox brand and, and the division, how has that developed over the, 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 the last few years? Yeah, well, it's a perfect example. Um, I think another one uh, is, for example, uh, Rainier Sonneveld. He plays his own music, only he does a lot of live stuff. And um, yeah, well, you know, when you start releasing on a big label, I remember the first release on Revealed, I sent seven tracks, one of them got signed. So immediately, if you want to sign another track, what do you start to do as an artist? You, 
you try to mimic a little bit that one track that got signed because it has something good in it. And then they sign the next track and the next and the next. And then everyone has expectations. And I think, yeah, at one point, the step back was good for me um, to really go back to something with a bit more passion for me, something uh, that hopefully uh, people uh, will enjoy as well. Yeah, no, I, I can imagine. And and if you kind of, you know, I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of fans of you, a lot of producers in the music industry, they they have a very diff big difficulty finding their own sound. And I think yeah. you're a great example of an artist who found his own sound. Could you maybe elaborate yeah. a bit more on, on how you were able to find your sound and how, you know, your, your upbringing, uh, your history kind of influenced uh, the sound you are currently making? Yeah. So I think if you go actively looking for your own sound, it's going to be really difficult because I tried to do it when I was a learning producer, mm -hmm. but never really managed to. Because if you learn... Uh, the best way to learn is to copy other people. And if you cannot copy, but start to make your own stuff, it's really difficult. And obviously some people will manage to do it, but for me, that didn't work out. Um, and with my background, for example, I sometimes have gone to Berlin to the techno clubs there. Okay. I know. I don't know. Have you ever been there? No, no I, I've only well, heard the stories. For me, it's like a, a myth. <laughs> Then never it, been to techno parties there. No, okay. No, you should you should go there. It's I, I know what it looks like. I know how it looks like, and yeah. I've heard the stories. I've been to techno parties before, but never like the raw pinnacle that is Berlin. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, it's crazy. It's an experience that I think everyone should 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 try once. Um, you see the most crazy people. The music is way too loud. Um, there's all like bars. You feel like you're in jail. It's so raw. And somehow I really felt like this vibe is so cool. So mm -hmm. I think that also influenced me in, in creating the new sound. Um, but the key thing is to not actively look for it, I think. Yeah, sure. uh, yeah I, I just did a step back and just decided to start working. I, I did not have any idea what should I make. And I think that's the, just let your creativity just go. Mm -hmm. And yeah. what led you to think like, okay, Pablo, I need to take, take a step back and yeah. look at, at my overview and see like, okay, I need to change. Um, yeah, basically uh, what I just told, because the shows, Etc. I, I was thinking, why would anyone book me instead of booking Hardwell, instead of booking Blaster Jacks, instead of booking WW? I wanted to be more unique. I wanted to uh, be not one of 20 people doing it, but uh, one of one. Mm -hmm. and that made me realize, like, let's, let's at least try to do it. If it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. Uh, but luckily, it worked out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. Uh, and you, you obviously you had the the, the first release ecstasy being like a new sound. How yeah. how nervous uh, or exciting excited were you? Uh, yeah. How how did that you know work for you? Yeah, it's it's funny because I made a track and I did not send it to anybody, so no one heard it. Then I had a meeting with my manager, and I arrived at his office, 
And he said, Pablo, sit down. Uh, we need to talk because something needs to change. Okay. And I said, like, okay, music-wise? He said, yeah. Uh, okay, listen to this track. So I played him ecstasy and he's like, dude, okay, we don't have to talk anymore. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> so that already gave me a lot of confidence. Like, okay. And it's quite bizarre that we had this at the same, same moment. Um, apparently he felt the same, like, you need to change something to, to be more unique. And I felt the same. And uh, I, after that one, I was not nervous anymore. I think I sent the track to Hardwell. He loved it as well. He said, holy fuck, dude. So then no more nerves and it's just full confidence. Yeah, approved. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that, 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 that sounds amazing. I think, you know, what you just mentioned is basically the big um, struggle a lot of producers are currently having. It's like, okay, what, what sound do I need to make? And, and, but I think you're also a great example of not that the live side is important, but a lot of people think like, okay, I can only find my sound when I play live, when I go to festivals, but you found your own sound without even being able to play it live. Yeah, yeah. So you are, you are, well, the, only, you are the hack in the system. Who knows, but there's still a chance it does not work live, you know? <laughs> well, you know, I think if it wouldn't work live, we would have known that by now. Yeah, I think so as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, I'm I'm really happy about it and I'm still like experimenting a lot because some new tracks I'm working on I'm still pushing boundaries at least for myself I remember like technology was the first track I used uh, a little bit of a techno kick you know mm -hmm. and it was like a big shock like dude are you really gonna use a techno kick in your big room kind of track uh, and now the harder the kick the better I don't care anymore but it frees up possibilities if you take slow steps every time and uh, you really start to experiment. To get used to, uh, to the new sound as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so tell us something about yourself. Maybe something other people don't know. Let's, let's heat it up. <laughs> Things people don't know. Um, yeah. Okay. Or a few people know. Yeah. Well, my eyebrows, for example, that's something people don't know. Um, normally, you can't really see them. So my mom always told me, like, you need to start the uh, paint them. How do you say it? Dial it. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want it. I don't want it. But now, sometimes you see yourself on pictures and video, and you decide, okay, fuck it, let's try. And actually, it works. So why not? <laughs> so basically, every uh, every morning you draw your eyebrows. No, 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 not every morning. You have this paint that sticks for like a month or something. Oh, okay. Yes, like you... once at the, at the hairdresser, I think. Yeah, but you can do it yourself. Yeah. Oh, you do it yourself. Can yeah, you can like, your eyebrows all the way up here to kind of make like a cool look. Well, we can, I can try. If you come over, I can try it. At your place. <laughs> I'd like to you can draw it here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that could be cool. You could do it. Always surprised. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay that's a nice uh nice thing and i i also i mean i've heard something about some scars <laughs> yeah i think it was uh, in your forehead as well or something some nest <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i had a i have a scar uh i think here um yeah and it happened um it's so stupid but it happened during sex and then i smacked my head 
into the edge of the bed. Okay. I was so stupid because after that I had to go on tour, but uh, I had to go to the doctor because it was bleeding. You need so I went, yeah, I went to the doctor at the, the airport um, and they, they, they took, a, took a look and then they well, patched it up. There was no need to stitch it because it was really straight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then afterwards, I was in, in the plane with a big patch on my head and I did a show with all these patches on my head. I was like, great. <laughs> Tell the doctor how you got the... No, no, no. No. <laughs> I didn't tell anybody, so you guys are the first, almost. <laughs> there was a show where sex brought me to the ER or something, right? So a lot of <laughs> crazy things happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and was your girlfriend okay? She, she, she yeah, 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 she was fine. She yeah. was just a bit in shock, like, well, what the fuck happened? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, it, it, hitting your head, I'm not sure where you were having sex, but, you know, let's leave that in the middle. Let's leave that for oh, you. how drastic you were moving your head. Uh, head banging, like you were. Next, you were... next, next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, speaking of, of funny stories, like if you, if you look back, if we go way yeah. back to, um, to your first tour experience, your first uh, out of Europe experience in Poland. Uh, yeah. What, what was like, uh, or not, not even Poland, like what is like a cool tour anecdote for, from your side? Oh. Um, bum, bum, bum. Bum, 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 bum. Difficult question. Well, one thing, one tour experience that has been really cool is um, It's the Ship. It's the Ship, I've heard about that, yeah. Yeah. Ship. Uh, people are fucking crazy on there. Mm. Um, and actually, I went by myself, but it was a, there were a lot of uh, Dutch guys there. Yeah. And we had a great time. And every single day, there's parties till 5, 6 a.m. And every morning at 11 or something like that, they start already again. Yeah. And it's just the craziest experience. Everyone is but, so was- drunk. This edition, where was it? Uh, uh, it was in. Let me see. Where did it leave? Oh, I forgot the name. Well, I went from Japan to blah blah blah. Singapore. That's it. Oh. From Singapore to yeah. I think somewhere in Thailand and back. But we, you actually don't leave the ship. It just sails oh. back yeah. and forth. Yeah. Um, Funny. Yeah. And what's for example, what's on your rider? Are you like a high maintenance artist? Oh, no, I think I'm the easiest rider ever. Um, I don't do all the blue M&M stuff, uh, etc. Oh. <laughs> um, no, it's just I do have a bottle of uh, vodka, uh, Red Bull, some beers, and I guess that's it. Oh, that's, uh, that's- yeah. Low maintenance that's yeah but i don't i don't care that much usually with shows like especially if you go to asia they prepare lots of stuff for you and um you can ask to drink whatever you want uh they're bringing champagne as well um they always have fruit and, and some uh, food stuff etc so it's fine it's perfect they take great care of me always so 
what's your um, what's your best show? Um, I've got a few. I think uh, one of the largest festivals I did was Late Dance, um, together with Case, and we had a great time. So many, so many people. Did you do back to back with Case or? Yeah, back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Was was really really nice. Um, another like the best crowds have been in Japan and South Korea. South Korea was uh, Octagon. I think everybody knows that club. Mm -hmm. Those people are fucking crazy. They just jump all the time. They they go ham, completely mm -hmm. crazy. And the same in Japan because you're making dance music without any lyrics. And all the whole club is singing your song. Yeah, the melody. Yeah. The melody nonstop. I was like, what the fuck is going on? These people are so crazy. And you cannot like imagine in Holland if you do a show, no, no way that's happening. No, I think the Dutch crowd also, I think, I mean, I'm the same, but it's, it feels like you're having drinks at an office or something. They're all just watching the stage with their drinks in their hands. Exactly, one, everyone. One, one yeah. person is vibing and the rest is all like, oh, great, great show, you know. Through that, through that, yeah. And another yeah. country that I love, I want to give a shout out to Germany because it's so weird that we're neighbors and in Holland, everyone is standing still to drink and like, oh, I don't want to dance. And yeah. in Germany, they go crazy as well. They love yeah. it. Yeah. It's one of the best in Europe, I think, to, to do shows. Did you ever have a major fuck up on stage? Like just yeah. press pause Mul instead of something? Multiple times, multiple times. <laughs> It's horrible. When you remember? Um, actually, the first show I did in Asia um, was in Thailand at a big festival. And it was the first time I went outside. Uh, well, the first time I went to Asia, the first time I did a festival show. So I was super nervous. And um, for some reason, my USB stick just crashed on stage. No. Uh, I couldn't do anything about it, but uh, it just entered emergency loop and I saw it happening. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Okay, I pressed uh, exit loop and then the whole thing crashed, it shut down. But I had to walk to my bag to grab my second USB stick. Yeah. So there was silence for like two minutes. And I was like, oh my God, it's my first festival show. <laughs> How am I going to do this? Yeah. yeah. You didn't bring your second your backup USB to the stage. Uh, it was in my bag, just outside of the stage. So I learned from that. Yeah. Right now, I have three USB sticks, like one, two plugged in, Always. already two plugged in and one in my pocket. So it won't happen to me again. No, but um, Imagine your first show back after COVID and then you fuck up like that, huh? Yeah, no, it's <laughs> not allowed to happen. <laughs> no, exactly. So, Pablo, you were saying uh, the style you're making is, is, is not really linked to a genre, yet very much influenced by the trance and the techno. Um, how, what, what, what do you envision for your sound? Do you really want to, um, you know, be connected to also the big techno DJs with your sound? Or how would you like to see your sound develop over time? Um, I think it would definitely be interesting uh, to be connected to the techno guys, but honestly, with my sound currently, I don't think my my goal is not to be in in the techno world. Like I want to bring 
some kind of crossover new sound with influences by it, but bring it to more of the main stage. Um, lots, of, lots of techno, for example, has uh, longer tracks, uh, less buildups, etc. So I enjoy a buildup and sometimes you're at a techno party and it's like a track of seven minutes without any buildup. It looks like seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> this is boring. Mm -hmm. So yeah, finding the perfect blend between that. But I think I would position myself in between. And that's maybe the difficult part because right now there's not really a place where it would fit. But that's also a good thing. Yeah. Because I think, there's... I think you can really make it your own if, if there's no real real place you can fit in. You know, it's it's hard work, but eventually the hard work will, will pay off. Um, you usually see that the biggest in the genres are always the, the producers, the DJs who kind of take the risk, take a blend of two or three genres and make it their own. And then, you know, they rise above by being pioneers within that sound. Uh, is that something you, you'd like to be as well, like a pioneer within the sound and eventually build like a movement? Uh, For sure. How you call it? Like the Medic Stripe into something very big? Yeah, that's the goal. Basically, you've said it perfectly. Yes. Okay. Okay. And and how how do you, how do you envision how how do you envision that? Because you know, obviously, you've been you've been in the game for a while now. Um, and yeah. and if you look fast forward, five years. Okay, we've had we've had five and a half years of of Pablo of Maddox at Revealed. Fast forward five years, so in total, ten years at Revealed. What has you know what's coming up for Maddox? And, and, and what do you envision for medics within that five years to happen? Dream big. Okay. <laughs> I would say we have a big, big, big following um, for the sound, like for the experience. I want to do shows, like you mentioned, Eric Pritz, uh, Rainier Sonneveld, to just play medics tracks, do stuff live. Like every show is a little bit different because you bring some synths maybe, do stuff live. Um, play the biggest festivals that way. That's my goal, basically. Uh, and it's funny because I used to have a dream to uh, produce more radio style music, but I realized like it's, it's nice, I enjoy it, but that's not who I am, you know? Mm -hmm. I want to be big in the club a bit against the underground scene but then the underground sounds a bit more for the mainstream yeah yeah no i, I can imagine and how do you see the sound um uh, develop for you like in these five years do you really want to you know build a movement with producers as well so you have a few people you guide that release with you together with you via a different outlet uh, yeah or... yeah yeah i think that's that's great. Um, and if we are allowed to give a tease, we're actually going to do that as well. <laughs> we're always allowed to give teases. Tell us a bit more. Tell us a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we want to gather some producers that uh, and, and create a, a community of producers as well that produce in this uh, tribe kind of sound, mm. a little bit of a crossover. Um, so we're planning to do a compilation album this year. And I think that's the first step of uh, making uh, yeah, this whole movement. And I think later on, maybe uh, if I can dream big, uh, it would be great to start our own label with this sound. Um, 
we have uh, much more people uh, together. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. Cool. And um, obviously, you know, we have we've had uh, superheroes a few weeks back. Uh, in yeah. Kind of looking back, a bit of a wink to your older sound, but a tribe added after that uh, to kind of you know uh, stay true to what you're doing right now. Um, yeah. How how's that for you to kind of quickly jump back into touch touch the water a little bit and be like hey uh, this is my old sound and now go back to the the tribe sound yeah this this track actually i made it uh i think like two years ago almost okay people don't know but um it was still laying around because of clearing and some difficulties and we were discussing if we wanted to release it or not and uh, i think it's a really good track so i I felt the need to release it. And then because it's five years, uh, Medics and Revealed together, uh, we decided to do it as kind of celebration, but mm. to not confuse people and to not, um, yeah, to make it easier to understand that it's a one-time thing. We decided to make this special tribe edit as well. Yeah. And that's why we did so quickly afterwards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a one-time thing. For me right now, I see it as a one-time thing. Uh, I want to focus on continuing the journey with a new tribe sound. All right. Well, I think uh, we're all super excited for you to continue that sound. And I think the development over time has been amazing. Uh, and, you know, we can't wait to, to see whatever you have in store for, uh, for us. Um, you've actually uh, asked some questions in your, your Telegram group, I think. Uh, yes. Yes, yes. Let's let's go over a, a quick fire of those uh, of those questions. <laughs> How did I you think we sorry, oh sorry, I think uh, a few of the questions we already discussed, but uh, I think there are a lot of fun questions as well. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. Pick, pick one, and we'll, we'll we'll start from there. Sure. You want me? Yeah, you're you're the legend. Okay. Well, they want to know how you got in touch with Revealed. Ah, uh -huh. yes. Oh, well, that's a long time ago. Um, but it's a cool story because I was emailing Revealed all my new music, but never received a reply. So I was kind of like, <laughs> yeah. But, but then um, I released a track on Armada. And then they some guy over there he did the radio show for dyro's whoop records and dyro back then was signed uh was on the same management and team as revealed so uh, they heard the track uh that, that was signed on amara and they heard it and the team of revealed they emailed me like yo this is amazing we wanted to sign this on whoop records but please send us new music so that's when they uh, finally uh, started like paying attention to my emails. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's how I got in touch. And eventually, yeah, I, I think I said already, but I, I sent them seven tracks of which one got signed. Mm. And I, I remember being at a friend's place and uh, like, uh, I think 11.30 in the evening, I received an email like, yo, nice track, you want to sign this for Revealed? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't sleep all night. <laughs> well, the, the biggest um, tip or biggest advice uh, be you would give to, to young producers? 
Um, or it's always, yeah, I'm, I'm always going to say the same, but I think practice is the most important thing. And the way I learned producing um, was by doing it every single day, but also compare your music to other guys that you uh, think are the best producers. So, for example, I, I, I loaded in, I still do it as well right now. I load in some tracks, like reference tracks, and you can keep on comparing mixed technical-wise if it sounds good. And this way, you mix every single mix down will get better and better. Um, and I think if you're a really good producer with really good technical abilities, um, you will be able to release on larger labels because that way you can make it stand out. And if, if you could let them know one thing to focus on when they are referencing records, what's the most important thing? Uh, focus on each separate element. Try to do that. So, for example, I really liked Dairo, his own old sound. I, um, so back in the day, I would load a Dairo track and my own track. Mm -hmm. And I spent two whole days, like 10 hours straight, two days after each other on just the kick drum because his kick drum was insanely good. And I <laughs> found in the corner and like, why does he have this like small frequency here that's so intense? So I go back and try to do it again, 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 until it was actually pretty close. And then I focused just on the kick drum. But this way you learn and uh, you, you learn yourself techniques and it's a grind, but uh, yeah, it works. Yeah. And since you're a bit of a, a computer slash studio nerd, do you prefer yeah. using or touring if you had to choose? Uh, producing. Yeah? Yeah, but I really miss touring now. So it would be like 60% uh, producing, 40% touring, I guess. Mm. Um, ideally, I don't want to quit touring, obviously, but if I had to choose, I would choose the, the, the studio life. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no worries. No one to choose. It's okay. <laughs> no stress. Um, I think we kind of discussed the rest of the questions already uh, during the conversation. Uh, there's, one, there's one I wanted to ask you. I mean, I always love when people send in questions and you sometimes get like the most random things. So I think this was the most random question. Do you like football? Do you like football? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I left out. He, he also asked which team. But uh, actually... Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but actually, I don't, uh, I don't uh, watch uh, football. So, so when it comes to sports, what kind of, what kind of sport man are you? I go to the gym. I enjoy that. I do running. Um, during winter times, usually I go snowboarding, but by like watching sports on TV, I don't know. You I know I would. I, I know I would enjoy it, but it would take a lot of time as well. And I rather like I don't know play Call of Duty or do anything else. But I know I if I if I was going to start watching uh, football, I would definitely enjoy it. Yeah. Right now I watch like if there's olympics obviously i do watch if there's a big uh, world cup in football then i do watch but 
I don't care if uh, any Not of my hometown nice. team loses. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I can imagine. I can imagine. Okay, so then a quick, quick fire from my side. Techno or trend? Oh, techno. A hard style or hard dance? Hard style. Okay, okay. Uh, clubs or festivals? Uh, clubs. Uh, pasta or pizza? <laughs> nice. Nice. Pizza, pizza, pizza. pizza. I have a nice. I have a nice one. You okay. rather be. Poor and pretty or rich and ugly? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. Mm -hmm. May maybe even poor and pretty. Yeah, because you're <laughs> so difficult. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> money doesn't make you happy, you know? Well, if you're That's poor pretty, you can make money while modeling. True. Is that, is that you really rich guy? What? You can marry a really rich guy. It's not <laughs> <laughs> That's also possible. If you're, if you're, you're a girl, girl you're <laughs> you can do surgery if you're rich and ugly. You can do surgery and you make yourself pretty again as well. So it's a dilemma, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's too difficult. <laughs> Would you rather lose your um your vision your, or your hearing what's uh is it vision is it okay yeah that's okay Xenophobe. Right. i think that's obvious i mean he's a music okay producer. yeah vision because otherwise you cannot listen or create music and if i lose my vision i can still make music because i will let somebody click the mouse and i will tell them what to do <laughs> yeah so, yeah no i can imagine okay Okay. Well, you know, I, okay. think, I think we've we've had a pretty cool uh, cool talk. So, yeah. Yeah. Anything you would like to add? Something we forgot to ask or well, your I think we have one one uh, nice tease coming maybe because we're we've been working on a, a sample pack that is almost finished, um, and we're gonna record a masterclass as well. So there will be a sample pack and a tutorial. Um, so yeah, people can expect that. And it's gonna be a sample pack with presets for Serum as well. Nice. So I'm really excited and uh, I think we'll drop uh, more info real soon. Yeah. Great, great things come. I, I hope it inspires a lot of uh, people to kind of follow your sound as well. So, you know, we, you can yeah. start building that tribe even-, even Yes, yes, would be perfect. All right, cool. Great. Um, Pablo, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, it was a pleasure. For sure. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was, it was fun for sure. And let's uh, play a uh, uh, gunfight soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to add you. <laughs> you don't mind. I'll skip. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Thank you. And uh, I'll speak to you later. Bye. Bye bye, guys. Bye bye. Bye bye.